the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is brought to you by Cloud Roofing and River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people find the real life they were created for. That's according to John 10.10. And we're deep in a study in the book of Philippians in the New Testament and today's message is called An Eye on Heaven. And you can follow along with the notes to this sermon at reallife.org if you click on the sermon archive link. So if you're ready, let's study the Word with Pastor Sean Azaro, and this is Real Life Radio. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 3? We are going to continue our series that we started called Under Construction. You remember the Apostle Paul in this letter to the Philippians wrote that God has begun a good work in you that he's going to bring about to completion. That's where this idea is. We are under construction. We are becoming what God created us to be, and that's a very, very good thing. Last week, we saw that maturity is not the achievement of perfection, but the commitment to growth. And oh, that's such a, I I hope you see that as a freeing idea. Because too often in the church, we try to say, hey, it's all about being perfection. And one day we will be. One day we will be just like Jesus. But right now we are becoming just like Jesus. And that's called growth. And oh, that we could be a congregation of people who get that. It's not about achieving perfection. It is about committing to grow. I want to grow in his word. I want to grow in my relationship with Jesus. I want to grow in my obedience and my following of Jesus. That's the point. It's about growth. Paul today gives us what I think is a significant key to godly living. And it's one that might surprise you a little bit. Sometimes I don't think we make this connection. He starts out in Philippians 3. I'm going to begin at verse 17. He says, join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. Now, just a side note, that line, that sentence is great advice. I hope you do that. I hope you are a person who looks for models of godly living and says, okay, we, I, I want to follow that. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, parenting, I think it's real obvious. Lori and I, when we first had Lauren, our our first child, you know, it's funny, you go through pregnancy and the anticipation and the preparation and all the stuff. And then you have this child, everybody pats you on the back and they go home. And next morning, kid's still there. They moved in. They live with us now. And we have to raise this child. And Lori and I look at each other and realize we don't know what we're doing. I mean, we had both had great families. We had parents as models, and that's a fantastic foundation. But there's so much stuff that you just go, oh, my gosh, I hope I do this right, because this is like a person, okay? We had problems with the dog. This, this is a real little person now. They have our last name. So early on, we, we made note of people who were a little farther down the road than us as parents who we thought were doing a good job. Sometimes we talked to them and made that formal, and, hey, give us some advice, da-da-da. Other times we just noted to one another and we just would watch. Their kids love Jesus. 
love their family. Their, their kids are healthy, well-adjusted. I want to learn from them. And we'd take notes and we'd just talk about it and we'd learn from their example. Well, I think you can do that. What Paul is saying is you can do that in any area of the Christian life. I think, I think there are models. There are men who I look at in the, just as Christians who are farther down the road than I am who I say, when I get to that place, I want to be like them. I see the way they treat their wife. I see the fruit of their life. I see their kids, their grandkids. And, and I go, that's what I want. I want to be that kind of guy. I see their, their leadership. I see their humility. That's a man of God. And, I, and, and you know, I, it's, not, it's not usually formal. It's just a note and you'd go, man, Lord, teach me from that. I think people in your career, are there Christians in your business or in your field that you can look at and go, man, I love the way they live Jesus at work. You know, they're they're not knocking on everybody's door or cubicle going, you know, do you want to go to hell? No. Well, then come to church with me. No, they're not doing that thing. Okay. But what they are doing is living Jesus, living their faith through the way they do their business, through the way they treat their coworkers and through the way they pray for people. They're just, you just look at them and go, man, in business, they get it. They're living their faith at work. Those are models. Paul goes, find people who live our example. He's talking about the biblical example. That's just great advice. He goes on. He says, for as I've told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is their shame. Listen, their mind is on earthly things. Now, I want to suggest that the way he words that, I don't believe he's talking about people outside the church. Because he lists that all the time. He lists the specific things, and we get that. People who don't know Jesus, who don't understand God's love for them, who aren't living as followers of Christ, we understand that. His tears that he talks about here, I believe he's talking about people within the church who kind of have come in, and they've jumped on a bandwagon, and it's just the thing to do, and so they're there, and they're totally not following Jesus. And he says this phrase of them. He says, their mind is on earthly things. What's so bad about that? Well, I don't think it's necessarily such a terrible thing, except that their mind is not on other things. And Paul expounds on that in verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. He brings up the second coming of Christ. He brings up this transformation. In another passage, Paul writes, we will be changed in what one translation says, the twinkling of an eye. That's how fast this transformation happens. And he talks about heaven. He can contrast the person whose mind is on earthly things versus our citizenship is in heaven. I think he's giving us a key on how to live this godliness. C.S. Lewis said this, if you read history, you'll find that the Christians who did most for the present world were precisely those who thought most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they've become so ineffective in this. This idea of remembering this isn't all there is. Paul brings up heaven. What's heaven like? Sandra Cox from Carthage, Indiana, 
tells this story. She said, while leaving our small town carnival in our hometown, our sons were ages six and two. were walking hand in hand behind my husband and me. We overheard Tyler tell his younger brother, Corey, this is what heaven is like, except it's free. (laughs) Dad won't be complaining about money the whole time. This is what heaven is like. What is heaven like? Do you know that one of the, the, the final images that the Bible gives us, the final pictures that the, the word of God leaves us with, is a picture of heaven. I want to read to you from Revelation chapter 21, beginning at verse 2. Listen to what it says. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who's thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the springs of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit this. I will be his God and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magical arts, the idolaters, and all liars. Their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came to me and said, Come, I'll show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. He carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of very precious jewels, like a jasper clear as crystal. It had a gate, great high wall with 12 gates, with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second, sapphire, the third, chalcedony, the fourth, emerald, the fifth, Sardonyx, the sixth, carnelian, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, topaz, the tenth, chrysoprase, the eleventh, jacinth, and the twelfth, amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of that city was of pure gold, like transparent glass. I didn't see a temple in the city. Because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. See, it doesn't need the sun nor the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light. And the Lamb is its lamp. 
The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your amazing gift of heaven. I just thank you for the scripture's description of heaven. So vivid, so colorful. Lord, I ask that you would help us to see what you want us to see. And help us to be people who understand we were created for something greater. We were created for heaven. Thank you. In your name. Amen. And you are listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, which meets every Sunday morning at the corner of Redland Road and Jones Maltzberger, just inside Loop 1604. You can find details, directions, and service times at the website reallife.org. You can also learn about the church's own missionary journey right here in San Antonio called Operation Passion, a great way to serve the community with your whole family. And we'd like to take a moment to mention that today's program is made possible by the office of Dr. Robert Bass, Internal Medicine, which is located at 1202 East Santerra, Suite 701. And the number for Dr. Robert Bass is 210-404-2650. Now let's take a short break, and when we get back, you're going to hear a special song written by Phil Wickham to go with this message called An Eye on Heaven, and this is Real Life Radio. Decisions about your child's education are some of the most important decisions that you as a parent will ever have to make. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and I'd like to introduce you to an exceptional new educational opportunity available here in San Antonio. We have recently partnered with Believers Academy to form the new River City Believers Academy, a school with a tradition of academic excellence and a vision to prepare students for real life. RCBA equips students with the academic tools to thrive in an ever-changing world, as well as the character and worldview to make the best use of those tools. Each child is unique, so our faculty is committed to using creative and innovative approaches in the classroom to engage different learning styles. River City Believers Academy is an affordable private Christian school dedicated to preparing your student to become a leader in his or her chosen field. We're accepting applications for the fall semester in all grades from K through 12. For information, call 656-2999 or look us up on the web at believersacademy.org. Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church. You can learn more at reallife.org as Pastor Sean steps away from the pulpit and puts on a guitar. And this is Real Life Radio. You wrote a letter and just signed your name. I read every word of it page by page. Said you'd be coming, come for me so. Oh my God, I'll be ready for you. I wanna run on greener pastures. I wanna dance on higher hills. I wanna drink from sweeter waters in the misty morning chill. And my soul is getting restless. For the place where I belong I can't wait to join the angels And sing my heaven 
heaven's song Lord, I hear your voice and I catch my breath Well done, my child, enter in and rest As tears of joy roll down my cheeks Oh, it's beautiful beyond my wildest dreams I want to run on greener pastures I want to dance on higher Drink from sweeter waters in the misty morning chill. And my soul is getting restless for the place where I belong. I can't wait to join the angels and sing. I want to run on greener pastures. I want to dance on higher hills. I want to drink from sweeter waters. In the misty morning chill And my soul is getting restless For the place where I belong Oh, I can't wait to join the angels and sing No, I can't wait to join the angels and sing My heaven's song Heaven, man, getting this picture of heaven matters. A couple things about heaven that I think we got to grasp. Number one, it's prepared for us. Heaven is made for us. Jesus said in John 14, 1 through 3, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. It was made for us. We read in Revelation, there's no suffering, there's no tears, there's no death. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a peace and a joy so intense, so prevalent that there's no suffering, there's no tears. It's just joy. I want to suggest to you that heaven is a place with purpose. Listen to the scripture, Revelation 22, 3 to 5. Listen to some of the words it says. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. Make note of that phrase. They'll see his face. His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. And they will reign forever and ever. Make note of that phrase. They will serve and they will reign. One of the things as a kid growing up hearing about heaven, okay, um, while it sounds cool to be on a cloud and all, and I love to play a stringed instrument as much as anybody, you kind of get, okay, after the first couple hours, then what do we do? 
Is it going to be boring? I really, I had this concern as a kid. Oh my gosh, there's nothing just forever. We're going to, I love worship. I love singing. I love all that, but come on. Really? Is that all? Well, according to that scripture, no, it's not. And God doesn't unpack it for us. But I want to suggest you the things that make this life great will be greater in heaven. And, and mission, purpose is part of it. And that scripture seems to suggest that there will be a mission that we will serve and a God that will continue to serve practically. And that there will be this, this reigning with him, this authority, this leadership. Heaven's a place of purpose. And, I mean, what the writer goes to such great lengths, John, in this vision, and what the Lord showed him, it's beautiful beyond description. It's beautiful beyond description. No night. Colors. I mean, he's trying to describe, John's doing his best, and he's just like, it's pure gold like glass. And he's, he's making up things to try to describe it. It's pure gold, but it's like glass. Brian Chappelle tells of an African seminary student whose name was Lawrence, who for the first time in his elementary preaching class chose a text describing what we'll share when Christ returns and he ushers us to heaven. And he made these statements. He said, I've been in the U.S. for several months now, seeing great wealth that's here, the fine homes, the cars, the clothes. I've listened to many sermons in churches here too. I've yet to hear one sermon about heaven. Because everyone has so much in this country, no one preaches about heaven. People here don't seem to need it. In my country, most people have very little. So we preach on heaven all the time. We know how much we need it. I think that's what the Apostle Paul is getting at. I think that's what he's trying to nudge us to. There's something powerful that happens when we remember there's more. If you're taking notes, write this down because here's what I want you to take home with you. Enjoy the journey. Just don't forget where you're going. Enjoy the journey. Just don't forget where you're going. This is like a common problem. This is a problem I have when driving, actually. And anybody who's driven me, they say I'm a terrible driver. It's not true. I, like the rain man, am an excellent driver. Charlie Babbitt, Walbrook, excellent driver, excellent driver. I just like to enjoy the journey when I drive. And they say that wherever my eyes go, my hands go. Well, look at over there. Look at the dog. It's not really true. I just like to keep some movement when I drive. You know, I just like to sway and move. I got a rhythm going, you know. And then I see my my passengers. Just the other day, Lori and I were driving. I was driving. and, And we're just going down the road. And she goes, do you know where we're going? And the sad thing is I had to stop and think about it. Processing, processing. Yes, yes, I do know where we're going. And I realized why she asked, because that was the exit. (laughs) But I didn't say anything to her. I said, yes, I did, but I want to take a look at something down here. (laughs) I want to see if H-E-B looks the same. It's still there, as I had hoped. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Unless, of course, I run into somebody. Then it's not so funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, sir, I think we've tapped into something deep there. We, somebody, can we have some ministry? <laughs> He's like, that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, we can kind of chuckle about that, but what Paul is saying is if you forget the ultimate destination, 
you will suffer in the journey. He's telling us, I believe, that a secret, a key to living the godly life that he says we should see examples of, that we should find examples of, that he teaches about in the scriptures, the key to living that life is remembering where we're heading. And as we head into a new week, it's going to be next week when we hear part two of this message called An Eye on Heaven. As you've been listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, where we hope you come visit soon. The church is located at the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Redland Road, just inside Loop 1604. The Sunday morning service times of 8, 9.30, and 11.15. And there's also a campus in New Braunfels that meets at 10.30. All the details and directions are at the website, reallife.org. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church and made possible by Dr. Robert Bass, MD, Internal Medicine, We hope you join us next time for more Real Life. Decisions about your child's education are some of the most important decisions that you as a parent will ever have to make. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and I'd like to introduce you to an exceptional new educational opportunity available here in San Antonio. We have recently partnered with Believers Academy to form the new River City Believers Academy, a school with a tradition of academic excellence and a vision to prepare students for real life. RCBA equips students with the academic tools to thrive in an ever-changing world, as well as the character and worldview to make the best use of those tools. Each child is unique, so our faculty is committed to using creative and innovative approaches in the classroom to engage different learning styles. River City Believers Academy is an affordable private Christian school dedicated to preparing your student to become a leader in his or her chosen field. We're accepting applications for the fall semester in all grades from K through 12. For information, call 656-2999 or look us up on the web at believersacademy.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.